0: Welcome back to Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life the podcast. You're listening to 5-Minute Fridays with Coach Myrna. And today I want to talk to you on morning routines. And specifically, why a morning routine prevents the outside world from draining you. So a lot of people have 9-to-5 jobs or... Maybe now, you know, the, the world is shifting a little bit. Some people might have seven to three job. But you have to wake up early in the morning. So Robin Sharma feels that your morning routine should be completed by 8 a.m. But regardless whether you have a morning routine that you complete at 8 a.m., I remember this reading. Um, Michelle Obama's book and you know she would get up at 4 30 in the morning because she had to go to the gym and work out and be back home before Barack went to work and I know a lot of people that have to do that that they have to get up early in the morning but you know and do your morning routine but you know since the pandemic a lot of people are working from home I work from home and my morning routine is a little different you know um Mine start at eight o'clock necessarily. It doesn't finish at eight o'clock. But regardless of when you do your morning routine, it's very, very important to have one because it's almost like uh, um, filling up your tank with positive energy and and positive things because a morning routine is something that you do for you. You do for yourself, right? It's it's a form of self-care. You might even say self-love because if you're doing it, you're loving yourself. And because of that, it fills up your tank. So I mentioned that my morning routine is pretty intensive because I work for myself. And mine is about three hours long. It starts at about 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I don't, you know, finish until sometimes, you know, 11, 11, 1130 or so. So in Robin Sharma's book, 5 a.m. Club, he talked about that you must have it do your morning routine by eight o'clock. And he, I haven't read his book, but I've heard him, you know, talk about it. And it might be some, some scientific data why, you know, eight o'clock is the magic number, but you know, my morning routine starts with meditations. Let me give you mine, right? My morning routine starts with meditation. There's a time that I would meditate in bed, you know, um, because I wake up, about four or five o'clock in the morning and I'm not ready to get up out of bed yet. And I find that if I meditate, um, it puts me back to sleep. So then I, you know, get up at around 7.30 or so. So that's why I do my meditation in bed. And then I would used to get up out of bed and I would sit on my meditation cushion. So now I've cut that out, you know, instead of me sitting on my meditation cushion, I have incorporated, you know, reading my Bible. So I read several chapters out of my Bible Um, and, um, then I pray, right. So that takes, takes away, you know, sitting on my meditation cushion while I've already meditated. And then I go and walk, right. Um, sometimes after I read the Bible, um, I get inspired to write because I love writing. You know, one of the reasons I do this five minute segments is because it, it, you know, it, it allows me to write because I have to write these <laughs> I have to write these segments. So um, you know once I'm inspired, meditated, my brain is functioning well, I'm connected to source, then I write and you know I even write poems. So I write then. I don't do it every day because nothing I don't always need to do it every day. But so after I do that, then I um I go to the park. And I live in Florida, so I absolutely love walking in the park. I walk a 5K, which takes me about an hour to do. And while I'm walking, what makes it so much pleasurable for me is because I've got my headset on and I'm either listening to self-improvement books or I'm listening to a self-improvement podcast. And it really fills me up it fills me up, especially when I'm listening to stories. I love stories. Um, I, li- I like listening to, you know, stories and tell people their childhood and, and uh, what they have to go through and and uh, the, the things they have to come across. So I love that. So that fills me up like a level 10 joy. But the other thing is I walk in a park and I learned from Sad Guru and a couple of other, you know, luminaries that, you know, to keep the nature, communicate with nature. So, you know, I have trees that I've named (laughs) and I stop and I touch them and I talk to them and I, you know, but the energy and and then I heard a preacher talking about rocks and I sit on a rock and try to soak up the energy of the rock and I do all these different things, right? And um, so when I leave the park, then, you know, and then I get back home, you know, that's my morning routine. So it goes from about eight o'clock to 1130. And now that I've incorporated intermittent fasting is actually beautiful because then I don't eat until then. So, so that is my morning routine and it works for me. And I will tell you that I am de-stressed. I am, I'm harder to react to input in life because, you know, I'm, I'm finding peace and I'm finding calm. Right. So, Now, um, one of the reasons I wanted to share this with you um, is because of what Robin Charmer talks about the morning routine in his 5 a.m. club. I just added mine in, you know, for a little flavor. But um, Robin Charmer says that, you know, there's five acts of character training that a morning routine helps you with. And, it, and if you do it consistently, then um, uh, your spirit soars, right? And um, you have superb days because like I said, you're filling your tank. So it's harder for it to get empty because you fill it up. And you know what happens when, you're, when your tank is empty, right? You blow up, you're stressed, you know, everything bothers you. So this is the, rub, the Rubbing Sharma's um, morning routine. And I might even incorporate some of the things that he's got in here because I love it. So he talks about starting your morning routine by writing a letter of gratefulness to someone who deserves to be recognized. He says that each person alive today craves sincere appreciation. And handwriting a letter to a good soul is a gift. Of, for both of you, it's it's a gift for you who's writing a letter, and it's a gift for the person that is receiving it. Now, this is good, you know. At one point in time, I um, I should say, at one point in time, sometimes I would do a gratitude meditation, and I learned Louis Hayes has got an excellent one, and and whenever I do it, I feel so good. But I've learned a long time ago that if you're fighting with your husband or you're upset at somebody. If you find something you're grateful for about them, then you can't be mad at them any longer. So gratitude and gratefulness is a great way to be. So it's great that Robin Sharna includes that in his morning routine. The second thing he says is that read from a profound book. We live in a world where very few go deep. We seek informal news in bite sized chunks and scroller feeds in hot pursuit of glitter. But before 8 a.m., he says that you should sit quietly and read from a great human autobiography or from a text of philosophy to ground you in what's important before you start your day. Now I actually do this one. You know, I read from the Bible, right? And like I was telling you, my my highest level of satisfaction is reading an autobiography right? Where people tell their stories of their lives about, you know, what they did to get to where they are right now. And I absolutely love that. So he's saying that, yes, that should be in your morning routine. And I'm sure it's because it's input, right? It's input into your life. It's into your world. It's knowledge, right? And um, knowledge stays there dormant until you're ready to use it. And then it just pops back up. But knowledge is important. All right. Number three, he said, see your highest life. Take five minutes with your eyes closed to imagine yourself behaving and performing as the person you most long to be. Make the movie vivid and colorful and real. Over time, as your self identity rewires, you begin to inhabit the life you've invented. Again, I do this. Um, because Sad Guru, um, I don't remember who was. I don't think it's Sad Guru now, I'm thinking. Um, but anyway, one of the books that I've read um, taught me that, oh, right, sorry, right, it's Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm reading his book right now called Supernatural. And um, in the book, he talks about a walking meditation where you sit and you... Um, Get yourself into a higher emotional state by remembering a loved one or remembering something that puts you in an elevated state of emotion. And then you started walking and visualizing something that you want to get to. And when you're visualizing it, you are walking in it. He said you walk a little differently because you're walking in it. So it's the same thing that Robin Sharma is talking about here, but I do it when I'm walking in the park. I do it when I'm communing with nature because I think it elevates, obviously it elevates my emotions. And um it's I think that the trees do something to propel your, your, your consciousness maybe to the spirit world, to, to God. So that's why I do it when I'm in the park. But that's basically what the same thing he's talking about. Number four, he says to perform an act of generosity. four 8 a.m. each day, do one tiny gesture to make someone's life a little better. It could be a smile to a stranger or a hug to your child, you know, paying for coffee uh, for the person in line behind you or thanking the bus driver. Now, I do this as acts of service. And I remember, you know, listening to um, Joel Osteen a long time ago, where he talks about he does acts of service to his wife by getting up earlier and making a pot of coffee for her. He doesn't drink coffee, but we do that. And I do that for my husband too. You know, I, I get up and I make coffee and, you know, just perform acts of service. If you're not Out in the world, you can perform your acts of service and generosity at home. And by the way, that's one of the love languages, right? So whoever you're doing it for is going to feel your love. All right. Now, number five, he says, is to turn off your phone until 8 a.m. The early morning hours have deep magic within them. Life is too short to miss this glory because you're addicted to technology. Right. So, yes, you know, nobody's calling me at eight o'clock in the morning. So I understand that. But the people that, you know, are still working and they have teams and they have team meetings and they have people emailing them at two o'clock in the morning and they're they're working all the time. So I can understand how you get up out of bed and you you're running to your emails and you have to respond and you're go, 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 go. But, yeah, you know, you need some downtime in the morning. You need some time to just be you and to just chill. And to, you know, um, in the olden days, you would see the people get up and, you know, have their coffee and read the newspaper. It's a morning routine. It's downtime. It's chilling. It's, it's starting your day. Not rush, 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 rush. Right. So, so there you have two different morning routines, you know, rubbing Sharma and mine. the point is that you need to have one you know whether it's 10 minutes whether it's 50 minutes whether it's half an hour whether it's an hour (laughs) you know and hey you're working from home do three hours like me (laughs) right I still get to work you know I am you know at my computer like at 12 and you know I'm there until six consistently consistently so Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of 5-Minute Fridays with Coach Myrna. Today, today we talked about morning routines and um, I hope that you were inspired to continue doing yours if you're doing it and if you're not doing one, to start one. So until next time, namaste.